0: Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology, and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 58. We all wish we could live in an entirely green and in carbon zero world and so on, but the reality is it will take
1: time My name is Dipesh Patel, Editor at Trade Finance Global. ESG, environmental, social and governance, three words we hear more and more. But what does it actually mean? Both corporates and consumers are focusing on environmental and sustainability practices when it comes to making financial decisions. Consumers are demanding ethically and sustainable sourced products, and it's leading to questions around transparency of global value chains. As businesses look towards ESG factors in their trade finance decisions, we're here today discussing whether financial instruments in trade can address these concerns. I'm joined today by James Binns, Global Head of Trade and Working Capital at Barclays. James, welcome to Trade Finance Talks.
0: Good morning, Deepesh. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So James, in no more than 30 seconds, I'm going to ask for your elevator pitch. So who are you, where are you from, and what do you do? So my name is James Binns. I'm the Global Head of Trade and Working Capital at Barclays.
0: As part of that, I run all of our documentary trade, bank guarantees and indemnities, structured trade finance, receivables discounting, supply chain finance, and invoice discounting. And we look after a very broad range of clients, all the way from small and medium-sized businesses up to some of the biggest companies in the world, and then financial institutions and non-bank financial institutions, such as insurance
1: companies. Thank you very much for the intro. So let's jump straight into sustainability. Now, in your opinion, what's the definition of sustainable and green finance? And how does this relate to terms like sustainable trade finance and green trade finance?
0: So I think, first of all, the thing to understand is the difference between sustainability and green. So for me, and certainly from what I understand from the industry, sustainability is more the umbrella term for ESG, so environmental, social, and governance, as you pointed out in your introduction. Uh, So it's a combination of both the climate and environmentally linked aspects of what we do. But also the social aspects of what we do, social responsibility, and so on. Whereas green is more focused on the environmental and climate side of that equation.
1: Thank you very much. So, in relation to your recent announcement, which is Barclays launches new green BGIs to support sustainable trade, what are green bond guarantees and indemnities? And can you talk us through? this recent product launch? Certainly, so bonds, guarantees and indemnities for a start are often required
0: in contractual arrangements to guarantee the performance or other aspects of counterparties to contracts. So for example, a large project that a contractor is bidding for, they may be asked to provide bid bonds as part of the process to win a contract in the first place, If they win that contract, they'll be asked to produce performance bonds. There may be advanced payment guarantees if there's an advanced payment by the project owner. And then as the project starts to come to fruition, there may be retention bonds involved as part of the warranties, et cetera, of the ongoing operation of that project. That's just one element of bank guarantees and indemnities. There are many other forms But all of those could be required or some of them could be required in relation to climate or environmentally linked projects. And so what we're doing here is trying to provide clients who are involved in that activity with the optionality to be able to issue those guarantees on a green basis. By that, I mean, we work with a company called Sustainalytics who have produced a green framework for us very stringent set of parameters which define whether or not an underlying project is green and therefore whether or not the bonds and guarantees that we issue in support of that project on behalf of our client can also be tagged as green.
1: Thanks very much. And I guess in relation also to our previous podcast on uh, guarantees, long term, what are the hopes for these BGIs at Barclays and, and what impact do you believe they will have? So guarantees generally
0: will remain, I think, a very important part of contracts going forwards. As I think I mentioned earlier on, they're very important in terms of mitigating risk to contractual counterparties. What I hope is that we'll start to see a greater percentage of our guarantees and indemnities being green orientated as our clients and the globe in general starts to invest more and more in sustainable projects. And I think the value that that will show as well is, you know, if we can start tagging guarantees, green trade loans, and other trade finance products as being green or being sustainable, then not only can our clients show to their investors, to their stakeholders, to their shareholders, that a larger percentage of their investment is going towards sustainable projects, but equally, we can show as in Barclays, we can show our investors, our stakeholders, our customers that increasingly we're moving our financing activity towards green and sustainable projects. And as you know, Barclays has a target to hit 100 billion pounds of green financing by 2030 and to become a net zero carbon bank by 2050
1: old ambitions, James, 100 billion green financing by 2030. So I guess a lot of this is about empowering the customer when it comes to sustainable and green finance.
0: It is, although I hope that what we're doing is helping. I mean, we're part of the overall picture, I think here. So yes, we're empowering a part of what the customer doing. But clearly, with a large, complex project, there'll be many other aspects involved in that project that aren't necessarily finance linked and so on. But I think what we're trying to do is help that client where we can. And to your point, in terms of empowerment in the area, which is under our control, where we can add real value to that client in doing so, as I mentioned earlier on, to be able to tangibly demonstrate to their stakeholders that the investment that they are putting into their
1: business and into their projects is sustainability linked. So I guess going into a bit more detail on that, what are the green concerns that traders, sellers and consumers have in mind when they're securing deals? So if I look at it from a
0: green trade loans and green bank guarantees and indemnities perspective, I'll give you some examples. So it could be a reduction of greenhouse gas emissions uh, resulting from improvements to industrial processes. It could be agriculturally orientated in terms of improving energy efficiency of the machinery and equipment and irrigation and other agricultural processes. It could be uh, technologies and products that reduce, reuse or recycle water as a means of conversion or on the lighting side, lighting appliances and equipment, energy efficiency, recycling of waste materials or development of green transport. So those are some of the examples of activity and projects that these products and solutions can be directed at.
1: Thanks. And I guess we can go much wider than that. Can we measure and track success that, whereby these transactions meet various other goals, for example, consumer demands or the UN sustainable development goals, or the number of green standards that we see cropping up in the markets?
0: I mean, you raise a number of interesting points there. So first of all, in terms of standards, At the moment, I think it's relatively early in the journey of true standards across markets and geographies. A lot of the banks, like ourselves, are doing good work on this, but we're developing hitherto more of our own standards with companies like Sustainalytics, in the case of Barclays. I think what we'll see as banks start to work together on some of these transactions in the future is a merging of some of those standards into more single standards. Equally, at a regional level and regulator level, you've now got the European Union, very actively developing new standards for sustainability, and so on. And I think as we start to see more of that over the coming years, we'll start to see the standards that we use for our products and other banks use and other parties use, not necessarily banks who are involved in some of these projects, converge in towards more single standards. So I think that will really help. I think the other thing that's interesting here is we've talked a lot about green so far. And a lot of the work, that the very good work that has been done so far is more around the green angle. So as I was saying earlier on, more around the climate and environmental impact of the projects that we're supporting and financing. But increasingly now, we're starting to see that move across more to the social side as well. You're starting to see this now in some of the loan markets and some of the bond markets with social linked criteria attached to those and I think the next step for us on the trade side is to start adding in some of those social criteria, again, on the not just on the guarantee side, but on the loan side, so that we can start to support some of those more socially driven rather than purely environmentally driven projects that our clients are undertaking.
1: I guess, where do we draw the line here? Obviously, Trade really is a big contributor in its nature to pollution and materials consumption. We can do all we can to ensure parts of the value chain are green. But where do we stop? Well, I don't think there's an easy answer to that in the sense that it's all going to take time. I mean we all wish we could
0: live in an entirely green and in carbon zero world and so on, but the reality is it will take time. And it's going to be a journey for everybody over the coming years and decades. And I think the most important thing is, is that we're all moving in the right direction. And certainly at Barclays, that's what we're trying to do by setting targets such as the ones I mentioned earlier on. But once we achieve those targets, or hopefully exceed those targets, we'll be looking to further those targets in further years. So for me, this is about Doing what you can now in the short and medium term, but making sure that you have that vision, you have that strategy towards what you can do in the future and the future impact you can have. So, we can't stop all of the non green financing that we're doing. To do that would be bad for the world, bad for a lot of our clients. But what we can do is we can start to encourage and help our clients globally move towards green and sustainable approach by launching products and services such as these and gradually growing those and making those more efficient, more competitive, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Absolutely. You're right. But very much at the start of this probably quite long journey, there are lots of things to figure out and there are lots of unknown parts of the equation.
0: I'd also say to that, the thing that's impressing me at the moment is how quickly Progress is accelerating. And I think that's really encouraging. And and the trade world is part of that. We're learning a lot now from what's been going on in the bond markets and the loan markets, as I mentioned earlier on. And I'm very keen to try and accelerate everything that we're doing at the moment as quickly as we can. We're already starting to work with some other banks, for example, with the green guarantees that we've introduced. That's created quite a lot of interest amongst some of our competitors who've come to us and said, well, can we learn from you? And we're actively encouraging that. We're very happy to share our learnings with our competitors
1: because we think it's important that as an industry, we do everything we can to support this journey. Very good points. We can definitely learn from perhaps the green bond market, which I guess is a lot further ahead in terms of its evolution in the space. I mean, I'd probably even say so far as get learning from what's going on in the Sharia financing market, because actually if you look at the if you look at the principles, they are somewhat. Similar. In terms of these products that are being launched by yourselves and also many others in the market, would you say that this has come entirely in response to the global climate crisis or has coronavirus played a role as well in in accelerating the launch of many of these initiatives?
0: The climate agenda, the awareness of environmental impact, the social agenda, all of that has been around for a while now, so pre-pandemic and i think awareness was already increasing good progress was already being made for at least the last three or four years now but equally i don't think it can be ignored that the pandemic has helped to highlight some of the issues and i think it's been in this is one beneficial thing that can come out of the pandemic then hopefully and i think it's true to say that there is a much greater awareness of the importance of environmental and social progress across the globe. A good example of that on the environmental side with the various lockdowns that we've seen across the world is the various pictures that have appeared in the press showing the Himalayas on it being fully visible whereas they weren't previously, or cityscapes with no pollution whereas previously they were highly polluted and so on. And I think that's all been really helpful to this agenda from not just an environmental standpoint
1: but also a social standpoint. Absolutely. And some really good points there. I guess on that awareness piece, what role do you think education plays in sustainable finance and green initiatives? And and is Barclays doing anything in this field? Because there are still a lot of unknowns.
0: So education always plays a huge role in anything you're trying to launch or any targets you have and so on. Obviously, the same applies from a climate and sustainability standpoint. I mentioned earlier on that we're very happy to work with other banks and we're already getting approaches from other banks to learn from each other. So that's part of the education process. We're also working with a lot of our clients on a very proactive basis, trying to help them understand not only the products and services that we have, which are green and sustainability linked, but also helping them to understand what's going on in the market and the importance to them of acting now rather than waiting to see what happens in the market. I think that's a really important point here that everyone needs to act now in this, not just banks, but also businesses, regulators, consumers, and so on. We all need to start this journey now, rather than waiting to see what others do or waiting to see what happens.
1: Thank you very much, James. And I guess that brings us to the end of this podcast. I guess when it comes to sustainable trade finance, we really are at the start of a fairly long journey and there are lots of learnings ahead. But as you quite rightly mentioned, there are lots of pieces that we can take and learnings from other industries and from other sectors that can help us accelerate our transition towards green and sustainable trade And trade finance. And I think you're absolutely right when it comes to addressing climate concerns and sustainable global value chains. I think, as you said, we need to start acting now. James, thank you very much for joining us on Trade Finance Talks. It's been great to have you here. We'll speak soon. A pleasure, Deepesh. Thank you for having me as well. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at
1: tradefinanceglobal.com.